This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to the Devin Kershaw Show from Faster Skier. Period one is over after some biblical-type weather this weekend in Planitia, Slovenia. It was a full skate sprint World Cup stop with an individual skate sprint on Saturday and a skate team sprint on Sunday. That is the finite intro. And like a Planitia thunderclap during that men's fifth quarterfinal, let's jump right in. Okay, so we got a little bit of racing to, to cover, and so I guess the theme would be the yin-yang of the weather from day one to day two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But not a lot of spectators either day. So we're left with on Saturday during the skate sprint, you know, it's a thin ribbon of snow um, at a Nordic venue at the base of some very, you know, big peaks, but thin ribbon of snow surrounded by you know, kind of brown and bare trees. Conversely today, you know, skiers, things were a little more white and it was full on dumping. How, what is that like? I'm just curious as a world cup athlete, you know, it's your job, it's your profession and you show up at a, at a venue and you know, everything's ready to go except lots of snow. Oh, for sure. It can be a challenge, especially if you're not used to that before. I mean, Later in my career, that's hap- that actually happened quite a few times in in the in the span of my career. And plus, you have city sprints to fall back on as well. Those that have any experience, those that have raced in Dresden or or in well, I guess Dusseldorf, that's like eight hundred and seventy years ago. But that was when that was when we got to races with a horse drawn carriage. But um, no, but there was uh, you know you kind of get used to it. To to you have to run to warm up. That's a big one. If you're not used to running to warm up or roller ski, you can roller ski to warm up. Although yesterday. I'm not sure if Noah put the roller skis on his arc because it was it was dumping rain. It was, it was an absolute pandemonium with rain coming down. And then at one point they had to delay the race because of thunder and lightning. When does when does that happen? A few days before Christmas. I've never heard of that happening a few days before Christmas. So during, it was like yeah, it was during yeah. the race. Yeah, no, no, during yeah, the yeah. fifth during the quarterfinal, the fifth quarterfinal of the men. Oh, it was insane. Yeah, it was like there was thunder and lightning, which is just like crazy. So, so I mean, the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the weather does play a huge role, and and I would say that has more of a story to do with than um, than just like seeing that ribbon of snow. I mean, are the conditions good? Like, absolutely not. The conditions are horrendously bad. I mean, they salted the course, thankfully, but uh, in doing so, with all that rain, it got crazy icy at the start. So when the athletes first got on the loop, it was like insanely icy and really, really difficult to, to ha- get your edge into anything. And that, that, that is challenging conditions. And then, then, then you have the technicians that, that have the, the challenge, like, are we going to wreck skis? Like, are we going to go on our best skis here? Or are we like, I mean, because look pretty brown and pretty, pretty gross. And then those are discussions that happened. I mean, I remember there was a race in 2008, actually, the pre-World Championships in in the Czech Republic in Libric. And it, and it was like skiing through sand, it, it, but with giant rocks in it, too. It was so bad. Like, oh, so, so bad. A ribbon of brown sand. And what do you like do a, with your ski choice? I mean, yeah, well, we just, we, the technician just told us, it's like whatever skis you race on, you're just going to have to shoot them out after. Or the rock skis. Because like there's no way they're just gonna get totally destroyed. They're, they'll, they'll be so wrecked. The bases will be so wrecked that we can't even grind them out. We're like okay, I guess we're going with like our third choice for the day. And then, and then that, that, what I heard, most teams did that. I mean, 
So, but I don't know if that's what was happening in, um, in Planitza. I doubt it with the salting of the course. I, then, then it just becomes so hard. So it's, yeah. But it, it was, no, no, it, for sure. Mentally, you have to be strong mentally and you have to kind of look forward to it and see it as an opportunity. And that's hard to do. It's easy to sit on the couch and say that like, oh, you know. Uh, but that's, that's, that's really challenging. There was a lot of people, I'm sure, yesterday that were like just, just grumple stilt skins and weren't going <laughs> to... And weren't gonna get bring their best selves to the to the start because it's just you're soaking wet, you're cold, like it, it's a mess, like it, you know. It, on a day like when it's it obviously was wet and icy the first day. Oh yeah. Today it's dumping like some of the biggest snowflakes I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it was a true Alp storm. It was great. When when you have those conditions, and I know these techs can work magic, and they have lots of skis and resources to choose from. And again, from condition to condition, things can vary in terms of speed. But at that level, are you just going to get fast speed, fast skis? Ah, uh, in skate, yeah. In skating, in skating, you're gonna. It, it's not going to be too too hard to find skis that work when it's when it is just artificial snow. It's on the skate on the first day on Saturday. You, you mean it's just pouring rain, so you just you just drive in the biggest reels you can, and that that wrecks a pair of skis as well because you're not going to be able to grind those out either. So like, and you just, and and then today and then today, for sure, it, it can be a challenge to find the right the right skis. But if you like in watching the race, really, how much does skis matter? You saw Tugbo there in the in the run up for the finish, like he tries to pull out and do something. It's like forget it. it I mean, it, there's just one line. There's only one right line to go, and you try and pull out and quote unquote pass, like there's uh, out on the course, like it's not happening. So then skis aren't playing as big a role, honestly, when it's snowing so hard like that, because because there's just there's just one line of guys or girls skiing. So, but I mean, in a distance race, if you wake up and it's classic in that what the conditions you saw today, and it was a classic a classic like 30k, let's say. Then, then you're gonna have uh, you're you're gonna have a lump in your throat. You're gonna be like, oh my god, boys, do not mess this up, like like to the technicians because that can have that can have just such a huge effect. Like, oh my gosh, like a humongous effect. But today in skate in a sprint with that much snow, I mean, it's more just you have to adjust your technique. You saw it. I mean, these are the best skiers in the world, and I mean, they're not looking that good technically. I mean, just because it's so much snow, and it's you know they're still crazy fast and there's a lot of impressive stuff happening but it's just yeah just there's some some small you have to adjust for sure but from the skis from the tech perspective the techs do a great job so that i it looks worse than it is for the tech for the for for all the wax technicians in skating so also so one of the things that was of note and you mentioned this is that they postponed the race during, I mean, there was it was interesting because I was texting someone. I'm like, I feel like I hear thunder, <laughs> and then I just convinced myself, oh, it's just wind in some microphone. But for sure, by that fifth men's quarterfinal that Kevin Bolger was in, I was like, man, that is scary sound. Oh yeah, it was booming. You retired after the 2018, 2017, 2018 season, correct? Yes, the Olympic season. That's correct. That was my last season. Were was it? Were did you? Raced the tortoise ski in 2018 when I think at Oberstorf they canceled that. I started, I started, and then I got a stomach bug, so I missed that. Just when the trees were falling down yeah. and the classic Oberstorf day. Yep. 
<laughs> Oberstdorf is just the raunchiest weather. So that today, Planitza, I almost felt like I was watching a race in Oberstdorf with that much rain coming down. Right. I mean, it was like rain trees. But for the safety of the athletes, they, you know, after, I guess, the women ran their quarterfinal. Yeah, which was ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah. So I guess, what does this say to you that maybe there's some... Uh, they've adapted and made some progress in terms of being able to, or making that tough decision to postpone a race despite the tight, uh, you know, the broadcast schedule. No, I mean, it was the only way to go. I mean, you heard it. I mean, you're sitting at home and you can hear thunder going, going off. I was texting with, with Joel Jakes, my, my old technician, and he was just giving me the update. It's like, now there's a bunch of lightning and like, not just some, but quite a bit. I'm like lightning. And there's a race, right? Like they're, they're watching the fifth quarterfinal. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So uh, when that happens, I mean, there's only one thing to do and that's, and that's delay. And they, of course they have, they have good weather forecasting and they probably know that it'll be quickly go over, but I agree with you. I mean, it's not often in the winter you, you're listening to thunder and lightning uh, happen. And then the, the Oberstdorf debacle, that, that was just, I don't know, uh, like a, that, that, that was a big, uh, the, the, they got a lot of heat for that, as they should have, because that was just a huge miss. Like, there was actually, like, big trees falling. It wasn't just little twigs. It, there were, like, quite sizable trees falling down, and then banners blowing around all over the place, and sending athletes out to race in those kind of conditions is, is ridiculous. And whereas this was a thunderstorm that moved through in the third week of December, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it happened. It's it's weird. I yeah. It, I, apparently, yeah. Not here. Not at this. Not in this neck of the woods. But it, it was it was definitely happening in Planitza. Okay, so we had a sprint weekend with a about a one point two five k a skate sprint yesterday and a team skate sprint today. Oh, let's start with the let's start with the exciting stuff. Let's start with the women. I mean, that was a. Uh, it was. I mean, there's two. There's two things that have been a theme in in uh, our little podcast project so far. One is well, actually three. We'll we'll bring three themes into it. One, Yohug dominates all the women's distance races. We've been saying before even the World Cup started that the Swedish women is are so deep and such an amazing sprint team. And now we they showed it once again. Sundling was had a fantastic day of course Dina Nielsen was back in action and looking really strong again and next thing you know I mean going one two again is uh they're just flexing they're showing their strength so that was really really exciting I thought I, I mean it, it's a great storyline to follow and then the second best women's sprint team in the world is the American women which is so unbelievable I mean I feel like I'm a broken record with that but I'm, but if you just go back like just go back 20 years and then from a hundred years to 20 years ago. So in an 80 year span, where were the American women? They were maybe like we were, we would celebrate if they were like 28th in one race. And now they're, they're, they're having a podium every single weekend. And this time, this is what I want to spend a little bit of time on, of course, but Julia Kern is sitting in sixth with not much of the race left. And next thing you know, she moves up. Yes. Swan fell. But that had nothing to do with, like, that didn't open anything up. That didn't help Julia that much other than it allowed her to beat one more girl in that run-up. But other than that, and then she's in sixth. Next thing you know, she hits the flats. And I'm, I was almost like, am I seeing this correctly? Now she's in fourth. And now she's going head-to-head with Sophie Caldwell in a run-up. And she 
nips Sophie at the line and beats Sophie Caldwell into fourth. I mean, wow. I, I, I mean, I, I wish I had better adjectives, but that was what a, what a breakthrough. What an amazing breakthrough. And again, the, the way the American, the American team has nurtured this women's program. Because it doesn't just start now. It doesn't just start with Julie Kern. It, 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 like we've talked, we, we spent a lot of airtime on this before, but this goes back over a long period of time. And now you see these, these women like um, Swerble coming up and Julia Kern. We, we've been talking about Julia Kern already this year and she's been so impressive. And then next thing you know, no, no, she's arrived. Now she was impressive last week. Now she's arrived. Like World Cup podium, and not just any, not just any World Cup podium, but like you're out sprinting Sophie Caldwell, which is one of the best skate sprinters in the world. What caught my eye early on, you know, obviously I know I'm like, okay, they're they're in the heats, but watching Julia's quarterfinal, she was in the fifth quarterfinal that she just smoked it, and way off the front. And I think Matt Wickham, I spoke to him after the race was like, yeah, we were kind of, you know, do you tell your athlete to slow down and you're just way out there and just to chill. But, but that was impressive to me. I was like, okay, she's probably going to have a special day because she just killed everybody. And her semifinal. Look at how she won her semifinal. Like, I mean, you know, the quarterfinal was crazy impressive, but but the semifinal as well, like she wins her heat in her semifinal, which is so she follows up that dominant quarterfinal by winning her semifinal. And then next thing you know, in her final, it's, it looks like, it looks to me like, oh, she's outclassed. Now she's outclassed. Because, I mean, with, with 40 seconds to go, like, she's, off, she's OTB. She's right. off the back. Like, not drop, but she's, she's in the back of that group. And, and closes like a freight train to, to pick up a, her first podium and be third. And, and I mean not to take this the wrong way. I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but I mean, like, sure. There's some rough edges there. I mean, like she's, like you said, like tactically in the quarterfinal, it's the fifth, you're in the fifth quarterfinal and you just blow it off the front like that. Like that's, is that the best tactics? Who's to know? And then even technically, I mean, she's strong for sure, but she's, she's pretty wild technically. If you want to compare her to Sophie and the, the, I mean, who she beat in the sprint finish, Sophie has some of the best and most beautiful skate technique in the world and julia is like 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 all power and and yet 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 was able to turn that power into forward motion in an amazing way and yeah no it's it was really 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 exciting and i just can't say enough good things about the american women's program and it doesn't come this this year and it didn't just start last year and it didn't just start five years ago like this is something they've been building for a long 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 time and it's it's awesome. They're the second best women's sprint team in the world. Think about that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's and and that does beg the question when, uh, you know, the, Fala had a mishap. No, oh, yeah, with stint that that was uh, that was a miss. But but that happens in sprints, and this sprint that's is right. short. That's right. This sprint is short. The conditions are raunchy. Like, so that that's going to happen. But she qualifies. You know, Fala qualifies in fifteenth. You know middle of the pack, yeah. you know, middle of that qualify, you know, top 30. And, you know, what does that say to you in terms of that level of skiing right now? I mean, it's still early. There are only three sprints in and you also have, uh, you know, these Swedish women, it's like pick your poison at this point, you know, any one of them can just kill it. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. And win. Oh yeah. I mean, 
I, the thing is, the thing is to be a little careful and it, like is you've, you've had Davos, which isn't that short for women, but it's still mm-hmm. a tad short. But I mean, Planitza <laughs> was ridiculously short. Right. I mean, the women are doing it in 2.30. How many sprints are 2.30? So we want to bring Mikan into it. I mean, Mikan is a champ, and she's Olympic champion. She's world champion. Uh, she's won the sprint globe. But it's because when we come to a championship course, you're not getting this gimme, salted, icy strip of snow that's fairly unchallenging for 2.30. You're getting a 3.15, like, hard course. So I'm not worried at all about my Mike or anything like that. But and for the men, I mean, to be perfectly frank, Davos and and Planitza, these are these are exceptions. You have a two twenty and a two thirteen or a two eleven yeah. race. You yeah. have no sprints. Go back ten years and yep. and find me. You can count on one hand how many sprints are that short. It doesn't happen. So that, these are totally anomalies. Uh, but, but you still was, have those guys. I mean, you yeah, still the same have, guys are good. Oh yeah, the yeah, Shanva, yeah, yeah. Pellegrino, no, 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 no. Oh, absolutely. Dudes. Oh god. Oh yeah, they were so good. I'm just saying in general, like when it's so short like that, man. There's anything of of note. Oh, Shavana is was awesome. That was what that was of note for me. I mean, Shavana. If you look at well, in in Canada we call it one skate. In Norway, we call it double dance, and I have no idea what's what is it like if you're like when you pull both like every time in in the U.S. V V V two yeah V two. There's no one better in the world in V two. Well, there is. There's Claybo. He's great too. But but Shavana is so stable and such a wonder to watch. And this course, so I noticed that that so he, stable. Like Pellegrino is jump skating up those small climbs, those steeper yeah. hills. Yeah, and Shanava is like V twoing. Oh yeah, double yeah. dancing, just power. Oh for sure, and so stable, so yeah. incredibly stable. And I mean, he's shown now to the last two weeks he's been incredible. And I thought it was really, really, I was so fun to watch him win. I mean, yes, Claybo wasn't there. He wasn't, but you can't, you can't, you can't rate, you can't beat people that don't show up. So, so he was the best in the world on that day on that World Cup, and. I, I thought it was a well-deserved win. Of course, it was a well-deserved win, but he, he is an absolutely smooth, fantastic skier. So if you're a bigger sprinter out there and you want to have somebody to emulate, look no further than Shavana. If you have the same similar kind of body type and, and uh, get strong, you see how strong he is in the core. You see how strong he is in the hips. He, he has such high hips. He's using, he's applying the fat force and the power so good through his upper body and I mean, and you get, you win world cups that way you do. So it was, that was really, really fun. Like you said, Pellegrino second. So he was back. We talked, you and I talked a little bit. We were a bit worried that he was eighth in Davos, which suits him so well. But now you see right away, like he's back. No problem. And then Volnes. And I, I, I think Volnes is just so much fun because he's from Bardufoss. You can look that up on a map and see where it is, but it is, it is up there, dude. And he still lives there. So I thought in the team sprint today, uh, he was so good in that run up in the team sprint. And then, and then to be third is, is great for the young sprinter from, from Bardufoss, Norway. And, um, he's a big, powerful guy too, but you can see like, he's really fast and he's good, but he just doesn't have that same fluidity as, as Shavana, right? You get me, it was, it was on display for all to see. They have similar body types and Shavana definitely has, uh, just that 
smooth power application. So ball, but ball is just one to watch. Yeah, I mean that's what. Okay, and oh, how tall both, is Ball? Is a, I, like, I, I mean, I don't have his exact stats right in front of me, but he's over 190 centimeters tall. So he's big. I was trying to look that up yesterday. I was like, that is a tall dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's over 190, and he's and he's and he's solid. Okay, too. like like Shavana, you know, like Lenny was a 198, and Lenny was like ripped totally and smooth too, but like not like just solid like Shavana or, or Valnes, like their thighs and their core, like they're solid dudes, you know. Let's see here. So today in dumping snow. Which was lovely to watch. Oh, it was great. Christmas, very Christmassy. Very Christmassy. Very like, thank goodness it's winter. Yeah, exactly. And you're a world champ in the team sprint. I am, but you know what? And this might be con- this might be controversial, but like, yeah, here it goes. Yeah, it's a snooze fest. You know, I yes, I am world champion in the team sprint, but maybe it's time to put her out to pasture because. I don't know, man. Like, it's so boring with the semifinal and the final. And oh my God. Like, you know what would be, you know what we should do? We should just have one team per nation and just go right to a final. Yeah. So, so then you have like 14 teams or 18 teams or whatever. Yeah. And you just, there's no semifinal. If you have a, if you have a proper sprint course, like on sure. any championship sprint course, let's say there's enough room. And it's just three laps each. Let's do this. That's exciting. The finals can be exciting. This one wasn't that exciting, but it was because it was snowing so like crazy much. And it was actually exciting in the, the, the last 40 seconds of both the men's and the women's was exciting. Like the women's race, for example, was 19 minutes, 13.5 seconds. And exactly twice times two, because you do a semi. Yeah, that's true. So, so there's time I know, and there's some investment there, but Action, I think, in the women's race really didn't start going until the next, you know, the next to last lap. No, that never does. Yeah, right, it never no, does. Exactly. And so, no, and you know why? But you know why it doesn't, Jason? It's because go out with your buddies and do intervals and and go out on a Monday night and go, okay, guys, we're gonna do six times three minutes, and then go just guts out, right, leg crushing everything you have on the first interval and see how good you are on interval like four, five, six. You, you, it, that's all a team sprint is. It's just intervals. So if you go guns a blazing on your first, on your first lap, you are going to be done and dusted by the time the, the race actually starts. So everyone knows that. So everyone goes kind of hard, but not that hard. Kind of, you know, they're building into this and then waiting for the fireworks in the last lap. And that's why, I mean, the format is just, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I. It's it's not it's not for me. I mean, it's just, I love it actually. I was most suited to the team sprint, no question. Why is that? Just your physiology. I don't know. I'm just good at. You can ask Alex and stuff. I'm just a good interval. I'm just good at intervals. <laughs> so I've always been good at intervals, and and team sprint is just an interval session. So it's uh, I recover fast enough in that three minutes to to get ready to go again. So Alex too. I mean, Alex is amazing at at team sprints as well. So we are a good, we are a good pair there, but, but it's, it's just, I don't know. It either needs to be revamped or, or maybe just that's enough as far as I'm concerned, because like these semis and the finals, it's just, I don't know. It's just not good. It's just not that exciting. I'm sorry. 
And and isn't that what we invented the team sprint to make it exciting? I thought so. Right. To make yeah. it exciting, close exactly. racing. But, and, and, yeah. and you know what? And you know what? It can be. It is exciting in the championship, in the final. Like, think back to 2018. I thought it was super exciting with yeah. Sunby, with Sunby and, and um, Playbo and the men's was exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, is that going to work? Yes, it worked beautifully. It was a great race to watch. And of course, Jesse and Keegan, I mean, we're all still crying about how beautiful that performance was. So it is exciting at the championship, but in these World Cups. Mm, I know. It's just in, in the World Cup, if you're going to do team sprints in the World Cup, Fizz, and you're obviously not listening to me because Casper's still the president of your organization. Give it time. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. Well, he's stepping down. But, uh, but, um, but all I'll say is maybe try one team per nation and only a final, you know, then you have 20 minutes. It's fun. Three laps of fury, bing, bang, boom. You're out. Then the men go boom. You're, it's like a one hour package. Totally. When you introduce it, talk a little bit between do the men do the wrap up one hour, fairly exciting, but drop the semis. You got to get rid of the semis. Nobody cares about the semis. Yeah, when I see that on the schedule a couple months out, I have to get psyched oh, up. Yeah. yeah, you go backcountry skiing. <laughs> you go backcountry skiing like I did. That's what you do, and then you watch it afterwards. You well, watch you the You do, but I got up at I got up at literally my alarm was set for like two. I woke up at like eyes wide open at one fifty five. Wow, nice. I was like, Oh yeah, team sprint yeah. day. <laughs> wow, up. I'm impressed with you. You must really like the coffee. You well, might you must really like the beans in your hopper. Yeah, you must have liked the beans. Yeah, exactly. When I hear it go off, I like the machine. Yeah. I start to salivate. Yeah, so it's a problem. Yeah, there you go. So maybe that's maybe it's not the team sprint. Oh, maybe for it's the sure. That's for sure. Of it. No, but okay. it's, yeah. No, but it's it, but it is it is interesting. So and and yeah. if we want to cover the team sprint quickly, uh, like again, yeah, Swedish women, amazing. awesome. I thought I thought Nadine Fenedik did an amazing last leg. I can't believe she oh, made ama- up that yeah, ground. Amazing. To come third. Yep. Amazing for Switzerland. Um, the men, Norway won two, of course. And then Finland nipping Chavin at the end. That was, uh, I didn't see that coming. That was, but it was kind of a messy run in there to the final. Um, and with all that snow, it's, there's just not a lot of room. It's just a bit weird there, but, but I mean, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's clap our hands for, for Finland. I thought really cool to see them on the podium, but Norway going one, two in that field is not surprising, especially with the snow and stuff. And, and Baldness looked great in the run-up, of course. So that was uh, that was, he looked really good today. So that was that was cool. And same with Swan. Swan Swan looked really good in both 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 Valmis and Swan won uh, the anchor legs to to wrap up the sprint weekend. And now everyone's looking ahead to the tour to ski, so it'd be fun. Uh, one thing of just kind of curious, uh, there was a new rule that was in, you know implemented, I think for the first time. Uh, this weekend for the team sprints where they uh, wax techs, coaches, what have you, were not able to modify skis between each leg. So whereas in the past, oh, yeah. you could, you know, put on a new top coat, I don't know, yeah, structure, whatever, sure. had to be the same ski, but you could reapply your speed chemicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We actually can Not use different skis. You could actually use all the different skis really? you wanted. Really? Yeah, Are you, you sure about positive. that? One? Yeah, it's changed. You you weren't able to, and then you were, and then so that's changed back and forth a bit too. Yeah. Okay, because now it's like you have to use the same skis. Yeah. And not only that, you can't modify them. them. There's no, yeah. yeah, no modifying. Um, anything? I mean, like everyone's playing the same game. Yeah. It's not like no, no. You know, no one has a, an advantage, but you. 
I think it's kind of fun to watch. Okay, they're throwing their ski over to the wax tech. This, you know. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's yeah. like F one. It's, it's cool. the pits, right? It's like watching the pit crew. It's fun yeah. watching the pit crew. Uh, and so for sure. And you know what? Like on a on a sprint day, say you had the same conditions as you did yesterday, then they, then then not being able to re retouch your skis could make a small difference mm-hmm. because it's so dirty and nasty, and your rails get jammed with dirt, and they the skis actually really slowed down but today it was just puking snow and i mean i don't know like it, it would make it, it makes a little difference of course that's what you do it you don't do it just for fun i mean it does make your skis faster but i mean fist is trying to really try you know I, I understand they're trying to make it more fair but yeah is that like a when you it, a function to make it like build in equity for i think so I think they're trying to build in equity, but what they don't understand is if you're of a team or if you're an athlete that gets a hundred pairs of skis from Solomon a year, and then you want equity. But if you're like number 17 on Solomon's list, you get 10 pairs of skis a year. You know what I mean? So like the equity is gone. And so, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're experimenting. They're trying new things. I mean, the whole floral band that's coming down, I mean, that we can, that, 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 that have like a whole, yeah, right, right. On that. but I mean, it's uh, but, but, but either way they're trying, they're, they're, they're trying. And I think they're trying to work out the kinks and this is one way to do it. But, but I agree with you. I think it's fun to watch on TV to see like the athletes, like give the skis to the techs and the techs try and work magic in a short amount of time. And it, it does give a little excitement in something that could definitely use some excitement around it. <laughs> One thing I do want to, I, I, I sort of curious to get your thoughts. You know, one is again, obviously the weather was absolutely textbook horrendous on both days, uh, in Planitza. So, you know, whether oh, or not it would be interesting to yes. see what their ticket sales were like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to know. It's impossible to know. Cause I mean, there's not a man, woman or child that wakes up and sees <laughs> 47 millimeters of rain with thunder and lightning let's go to the ski race like nobody does that right so same and same with like okay then then the next day is like 36 millimeters of rain or snow like no one is also they're like we're gonna sleep in on sunday as well so so it it's hard you can't that i don't think it says anything to be honest right okay so like the world cup was a couple weeks ago in lillehamn and you know again i'm not going i haven't gone back to to look and see you know okay what were the crowds like but probably semi-decent crowds good assumption yeah it was yeah it's a good assumption i'm a little critical of little hummer um because this is like the ski capital of the world and everyone here skis and yet i you go to holman colon and it's absolutely pandemonium and then you come to little hummer and you're like what Really? But this year actually was better than the previous few years. So I give, so that's good. I think because in general, I think Lillehammer usually has around like 10,000 spectators, but it should be way more than that. And this year there was, but there was spectators, <clears throat> which is good. Yeah. The reason I bring it up, we, you know, is going through some, picking out some photos to cover the IBU World Cup yep. for Bathlon. And they're, they're in oh, France. Oh, awesome. Hey, uh, oh. That was awesome. I mean, you look at the crowd shots and it looks oh, like, so good. I mean, in a major event. An event, yeah. an event. Like this is something's happening. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I completely agree. And I thought the Grand Bruno was just, they did, it's awesome. What a vibe. And they had some nasty weather too. It was raining one day there. So, 
and the crowds were still big. Well, they're doing something right. And I've, yeah. I have told people this, and this is the truth, but, you know, like in Pyeongchang, it was obviously very, very cold. So, oh, yeah. But there were a couple of races where it was like crickets at the Nordic Stadium. Oh, I know. But that's the Olympics. That's the IOC. Dude. Well, that's true. But then you walk over, you know, I'd have to go cover biathlon and they're at late at night, you know, like. Ten- in prime time, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, prime no, time. In Pyeongchang. No, but in prime, yeah, they were racing super late, yeah. Super late. and But it was like you walk in there, they have like, uh, you know, music pounding. People have traveled from, you know, pull, oh, like wherever. Sure. They've traveled to watch these events. Um, anyway, it just caught my eye that like, okay, there's in some way, there in some way is a packaging problem for oh, the product. Oh, oh, yeah, without question. Without question there is. And you also have the problem we've talked a little bit about uh, production quality. So you, so you watch Home and Colon, and it's amazingly exciting. It's really well filmed. There's 100,000 spectators. It's, you have cable cams all over the place. It, it's like it's an event. It's like a big event. And then you, you compare that to Davos, which is like four Swiss guys with an iPhone, yeah. <laughs> you know, out in, the, out, out in the woods on a hill, stationary, like not moving at all. And, and you're like, this is the same sport. But you, but you have IBU who owns the production rights to right. everything, and they get like it's like F one. I mean, you don't the, the the four Swiss guys don't get to film the F one on their iPhone. You know, it's like no F one owns the production rights; it's their product, and they want it to have some consistency. And I think that really builds the that 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 product for a viewer. And and IBU has done a, an amazing job with that. And Fisk Fisk could learn a lot from that. I don't know what the solution is necessarily, but right. But I'm sure uh, I, I can't imagine they haven't or looking at that. But but oh, and they are. They might yeah. have to be. They have to be looking at that because it's competitive. It's a competitive uh, marketplace, so you have to look at it. It's you know, if you don't look at it, you'll. It's not going. It's going to hurt your bottom line for sure. Okay, so we have racers have a little bit of a break here between now. It is should pull up a calendar. It's twenty second. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a big 20th. break. No, it, it is not a big break. For some reason, I felt like it had been longer in the past it has um, been it has been for sure okay. this year's this year's a tighter schedule but it's because this has decided to pack like eight thousand and seventy five races into a calendar season right. so you know what you, there's no rest for the wicked let's do this <laughs> well because i'm like okay i get to go back on your ski a bunch during you know a break for the racers and i'm like it's kind of tight this year yeah, you better hope so it they, snows <laughs> yeah it rained a lot in bend recently so yeah not so good uh but that said i'm like you i could ski like climb a mountain and ski down on yeah. crust and i'm fine yeah it's fun no matter what oh for sure oh yeah i agree okay so the the tour to ski kicks off in lenzerheide switzerland on december 28th with i believe a mass start skate do i have that right i don't know if you do <laughs> that sounds weird <laughs> It does sound weird to me because, you know, it's funny because I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, that sounds super weird, but I feel like I keep seeing it. (laughs) Hold on. Let's, I'm going to double check. We're going to edit that out. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm, I'm, but, but, um, but Linsahida is where the tour ski starts. That is true. It is for sure. I got that. I'm pop. It's popping up right now. Hold on. Okay. Uh, World Cup. Okay, I yeah. got Alpine here. 
Dude, uh, okay. Here's what I see right here. <laughs> I see December 28th, 10K F, meaning skate, M M S T. Fast start. That's, what that's how I'm reading it. Okay. Well, that that is that'll be that'll be pretty spicy because Linsahide is can be fairly narrow, especially for skating. Fast start. But and I assume they were doing that to like make it exciting. Maybe it's a little, yeah, make it exciting. Yeah. It's a little more exciting than you know a prologue. Oh, for sure it is, and people can understand how it goes. And you got to be ready. I think that's also really fun. Because I mean, you, if you start off with a shorter distance race, mass start, then you you definitely there's going to be some sprint premiums or some time bonuses out on course, and and uh, no, so it'll be like get off in the bank. And then you ha- this is the crown jewel of the season, you know, the road to the the road to the overall World Cup globe is the Tour de Ski. I mean, if you if you if you bomb out of the Tour de Ski, it's going to be really challenging. It's it's almost impossible to win the overall. It's not impossible. It's almost. And, okay, well, um, who's your who's your lock for the women? Well, Tedez is going to win. Tedez is winning the women. That's it's over already. Everyone says everyone says like, oh, but there's two sprints. It's like, yeah, and then there's a Tour de Ski final climb as well, and there's a 10k classic, which is also and a mass yeah, start. Yeah, it doesn't matter though because it's the time. It's a cumulative time, right? It's true. And true. and also there's a 10k classic in in Val de Fiente. Like, dude, Tedez has won the Tour de Ski already, <laughs> unless you get sick. Unless she gets sick or something. But you know what would be cool? I think it would be really fun. Jesse, I think, has started the season really spectacularly well. And I think I think the tour really suits her. And she is a great all-around skier. She's a great sprinter. She struggles in classic once in a while. But I saw her. If she can classic ski like she classic here in Lillehammer for the skiathlon, um, you know, I, I will. It's hard to say that she's a shoe in for the podium, but but yeah, I mean, I, me I I'll say it. I'll be surprised if she's not on the podium at the end of the tour to ski because she's been skiing beautifully this year, and especially in classic. I think she's done some. She's made some really good improvements technically in classic, so it, that'll be exciting. But then another storyline there will be like, will Kala come back? Is Kala gonna get back in shape? I mean. And Ebba Anderson, she's racing this weekend in in Ostersund in a fist race. She's had some injury stuff happening, and so uh, let's see let's see where she comes uh, comes back online. Parmakowski's been pretty solid this year. Uh, Heidi's been great, and Heidi's great on the final climb as well. So Heidi, I think Heidi, I mean Heidi, Jesse, and Tedeza be would be a I wouldn't be surprised if that's the podium. But and maybe Ingveld's back in the tour too. I don't know that hasn't been announced yet, but. If Ingveld is uh, able to start, I mean, you can't count her out. She won the overall World Cup for a reason. I mean, she's a great skier, and there's no reason to believe she'd she'd come to the to the if she is allowed to start the tour. She's not going to start it like flat. She won't be. She won't be seventeenth. She'll be. She'll be up there. I hear. So I've heard this a lot from uh, one person in particular who I have a lot of respect for. And he is, without mentioning him by name, he is a former U.S. ski team head coach and a Canadian ski team head coach. Yeah. Uh, just talking about like frequency of racing at a high level. I think, and again, I, maybe I'm paraphrasing. I, I, I feel like I've heard him say this a lot, but like you need to race, you need to race a lot. How much, you know, talking about Osberg jumping into the Tour de Ski, she obviously is a world-class athlete, but not having those quote like race legs, um it's not gonna do anything she's because 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 she's if no she's had a great training season 
Ingveld in the in the, where the women's field is right now will be able to walk back in and be fighting for the top places. Like maybe not the podium right from the first day, but from the top places. I mean, when you're good, when you're that good, <laughs> you know, maybe for somebody that's maybe a little further down the result list, you have to try and and, and less experience. I mean, Ingveld has a lot of experience as well. She's not she's not twenty. You know, she's 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 a veteran on the World Cup. And um, no, no, she she she'll be able to walk right back into like a high level of racing. I mean, you know who is amazing at that? Becky Scott. I mean, Becky would could leave racing for a month to prepare for something for the championship and everything, and come back and be ready. So, so, so I mean, some athletes can do it, and some athletes, you're right, aren't as aren't as good. But but Ingveld is just, I mean, she's after her season last year, and and the the training she's been doing this year. I mean, there's no reason to believe she's, she's not going to come back and be 12. Like she won't be. <laughs> and on the guy's side. Yeah, it's pretty open. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting in the sense that you have a couple sprints. So of course, Claybo is the reigning champion too. So I mean, you've got to, I mean, you're a fool to bet against Claybo in anything skiing, but, um, you know, there's a lot of really solid guys around him that can challenge. I mean, Bolshinov is, uh, obviously like at a really high level, a number of other Norwegians. I mean, Kruger didn't have the most amazing tour to ski last year. If you look at stage by stage, but then in the end, climbing that hill, he was a beast and ended up third. So, so Kruger, it could suit him pretty well with the, the final climb and then some of the individual races. But I mean, he struggles in sprint, and I don't know. I think that I think the event with when there's a non-championship year, I think it it is really exciting. There's a lot of different names that can play. Ivo Niskanen, I mean, the guy was fourth in the 15k skate in Davos. Like, well, it'd be very cool to see him do well. Jeez, then Santa Claus must be real because <laughs> he is real, kids. He is real. Niskanen's fourth in a skate. That's real, and Santa Claus is real. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> sure. So no, but that, he, that means that means he should be like. I mean, he. In that 15k classic in in Val de Fiem, he'll, he'll be so strong and and he's just improved his skating amazingly well this year. So I mean, he should be up there. But the problem is with these guys like a Kruger or like a Niskanen, it's like sprint day comes and oof, am I? You know, I don't know. That Claybo takes a lot of time out of you. So, but you know, Everson. Everson has had an amazing start to the season and he has been so good. I was so impressed with everything he's done this year. He's been training really well. He's been focused really well. He's skiing really well, technically as well. And, um, but, but you know, Emil, I love you, buddy, but that's a big hill at the end there. And you're a big dude. And <laughs> I don't know, but you know, if he has the consistency he's had this year, he, he could have enough of a buffer to, to, to be fighting for the podium I mean, then he then he can lose a minute on the last stage and it won't it won't make or break him so i mean that, but I, he, ml has been phenomenally strong this year so it's it's hard hard to bet against him what do you think about bolshinov yeah that's what i mean bolshinov i mean of course i think it'll be a real show between bolshinov and claybo i do yeah you don't think bolshinov's maybe a little tempered this year um <sighs> Bolshinov is just, I mean, he's, uh, he's just so strong in the distance races when he want, when he, when he has a good day, like he did. And if you look at Lillehammer, I mean, Holland was so good and Bolshinov was just able to sit behind him like it was no bigs and then out sprint him and that, 
you know, he did, you know, he does that once in a while. And I mean, if you look at Holman Cole last year too, I mean, geez, man, when Bolshinov's good in distance racing, he's really good. So if you, if you go up the last hill, if you go up the last hill with Bolshinov and Claybo, I mean, man, it'd be hard to, if they went up at the same time, they won't because Claybo will have all the sprints uh, advantages, but, but still Bolshinov will be really, really hard to, to beat. And then like Ustigov too, I mean, Ustigov has been good in the past and this year he's had some like just great races and some stinkers and everything in between. So who knows, who knows what kind of form he'll bring to the tour. I love the tour. I think the tour is a great, I think that's something Fist did incredibly well. So it's a really amazingly fun product. And when there's no championship, everybody shows up and it's a lot of fun. Okay. Thanks for your time. Take care. Have a great Christmas. Yeah. Have a great Christmas. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. And as always send your questions to info at faster or, Devin at fasterskeeter.com. Thanks.